0: Welcome to the New Front Door podcast, with practical advice and fundamental principles to help churches and Christian ministries communicate, promote, plan, and support loving community and gospel proclamation. For more information, visit newfrontdoor.org. Hi and welcome to the New Front Door Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, uh, one of the members of New Front Door, as well as a member of um, the leader of the AFES ministry here at UTAS in Hobart. And um, in this episode, I want to be sharing with how we use Elvanto in campus ministry, which is a pretty niche question, but there's lots of unis across Australia and then campus ministries elsewhere in the world, and a lot of them get to a point where they realise that using some kind of church management software like Elvanto will be helpful. But how do we do it? And how do we use something that's kind of tooled for church for something that's not church? Um, I'm not going to kind of cover absolutely everything in this, and it's kind of a conversation style, I might come back to this topic. But I thought it would be a cool one to um, to put something out there because it is a question that people ask. And, um, look, not every thing, every solution I present is necessarily exactly what will fit in every Campus ministry um, or is the only possible solution. But I'm presenting some solutions and hopefully a way of thinking about approaching solutions, which is really important too, um, because um, the really important thing with using any tool, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Elvanto, Google Drive, is understanding how the tool is designed and how it works so that you can use it the way it's designed to work or if you're using it in a way against the way it's designed, you're doing it with your eyes open, very conscious of the fact that you're doing a hack, you're doing a workaround. Um, Because often I think what people do is, I don't know if you remember like arcade games where, like if you're trying to play, I don't know, if you ever did like Street Fighter or um, Mortal Kombat or um, Soul Calibur or anything like this, where there is a way of actually doing pretty well at the game just by smashing the buttons and moving the joystick and pressing the triggers and you end up doing these amazing kicks and flips and and you can even win it. They call it button mashing because you literally are just kind of mashing the buttons, kind of like with, with, you may as well have like bare paws. Sometimes we use technology like that. You know, you see it when someone like will create a a Facebook person for a ministry, and so you have a person whose first name is Gold Coast uh, or or Hobart or Adelaide, and second name is Christian Union, Um, (laughs) something like that. and you've kind of button-mashed a way of using Facebook inappropriately, then it will end up backfiring later. And there's a lot of ways of button-mashing a use of something like Elvanto. People can dive in. A certain type of person, the kind of person who builds Ikea flat-pack furniture without looking at the instructions, you get away in life by doing that, and you get a lot of things done by doing that. But actually, you can break the system. You can undermine important privacy settings. You can make it difficult later when you use other tools, in the system, um, you don't maximise the strengths of it, you create extra work for yourself. There's all sorts of things that go wrong when you do a button mashing approach to using Elvanto. And I think because when you come in as a campus minister and you're using something that's not designed for you and you're just trying to kind of s- squeeze everything to do what you're trying to do, it backfires. <laughs> that's, what it, that's, the, that's the way of thinking I'm trying to model, which is far more important, I think, than the actual way you use the tools. Um, all right, a first really basic thing that I think is a really unique, well, not totally unique, but especially noticeable in campus ministries is what do you do with the different, entirely different groups of people you're working with? You work with your financial supporters and your staff and your graduates and your students, and then even amongst students. You may have, like we do, quite significantly separate Um, For us, it's international students that functionally operates as an entirely separate ministry, almost in every way. Um, And you might have that with kind of some campuses if you're working with a university that sits across a couple of locations in the one city. Um, I recommend uh, using the locations category within Elvanto for that. And so to actually go into the settings once you're logged in and once you're in the admin section, go to the settings, top right, and then find locations um, and work out of that. And so I've got like a location for our our local ministry, our Christian Union, uh, Australian citizens and those with highly competent English. I've got one for our graduates, one for our focus ministry, one for our supporters, one for churches, um, one for a group in another city, So there's a few categories, Um, and there's a bunch of reasons for this. Partly, it's using the tool the way it's designed. These things are almost as analogous to separate campuses or separate services in a church, you know, like where you have a ten a.m. congregation and a six p.m. congregation, or a Korean congregation, or something. They're almost exactly the same kind of thing. They're they're bodies of people to whom you interact with and minister, um, distinctly one from the other, with their own programs, their own identity, their own leaders, their own systems, their own communications, um, and people who will deal with them who won't need to deal with anyone else from any of the other things. You'll have someone in 10am who's responsible for something in 10am and is only responsible for people in 10am and should only be able to interact with that. So it creates this... It's using the tool the way it's designed, and it's then as a result taking advantage of, for example, you have these things called lockdown areas in the privacy settings and access permissions of Elvanto. that means you can restrict someone to only see, for example, Student Executive Committee, they should only need to see notes about, contact details for, and names of students in the ministry they're involved with. They don't need to see people who are our supporters or our graduates and so on, and so you can lock down those areas one from the other and you can operate then distinctly within each of those separate locations. So there you go, that's, that's one, um, uh, one that I, I've pretty kind of s- got strong opinions about, I think that works very well. Um, uh, a second thought, what do you do with um, uh, different uh, kind of faculties or um, you know kind of groupings of students um, where you're actually grouping them up? Well, here it's important to separate the distinction between grouping someone based on their degree, technically what's on their student enrolment, and grouping someone for the purpose of the ministry. So a lot of um, campus ministries might have a broad arts or arts communications and law or something like that. That's a category that's broader than anything on their enrolment, but is how you structure the ministry. I want to suggest to you for the purpose of Elvanto, often that is far more important than the actual enrolment on their you know, student enrolment. Because that can chop and change and they can change their mind and unenrol and re-enrol. How do you keep track of that? How do you manage the data entry on that? You've got to be thinking that, you see. Um, and it may not matter. You know, It may not really matter technically what course they're doing but where they are plugged in in the ministry. So um, the way we've gone for it, Again, it's helpful to think through how are you actually going to use that information? And so just creating a field, a new field called faculty groupings um, and, you know, especially if you try and keep up with all the names for all the things that you calls their different degrees, oh my goodness. There's a lot of time goes into that and it might be best just to collect that stuff, just let students select their own answers to those questions and collect it in a form at the beginning of the year and then you just, you never really record that in Elvanto or you just record it in a note, something like that. And... and if if at all, and mainly that stuff just gets saved um, like externally, like an Excel spreadsheet or something, because you don't necessarily have to know exactly what their degree is, perhaps. Do you see what I mean? Um, uh, But instead you just want to group them. And why do you need that faculty stuff? Because you want to group them into faculty groupings. And so that's why what we've gone for is rather than using a field or adjusting an existing field, is we've gone for group departments and actually creating a small group structure and group departments um, so that you have fellowship groups as a group type and, um, Uh, the the group categories we've got, uh, fellowship groups, ministry teams, occasional ministry teams, just like a team that's involved for a a short project or purpose, not for one across the whole year, Um, nominations for groups for next year, um, and then the um, evangelistic courses and the follow-up courses. They're our group types. Uh, But then in addition to that, you can also pick groups to uh, to departments, which um, Elvanto particularly uses for rostering, but this is, in a sense, a, a tweak where actually I think Elvanto has too narrow a view of departments. Um, and in a sense, I've kind of brought in insights from the way Church Community Builder is structured um, when we use that because Church Community Builder also used a department-type concept to allow a hierarchy of groups within groups within groups, and you can do that within departments. And so you can have a fellowship groups department And then under that department, you can have sub-departments of Arts Group or Science Engineering Group or Health Sciences Group. And each of those departments sits under the broader Department of Fellowship Groups. And then under that, you can then have uh, leaders of that department area, like leaders of the arts region, and then... um, group leader of an individual group as as a separate kind of, so so you can kind of create this kind of hierarchy, do you see what I mean? So we have the category uh, of small groups, but then we also have the department small groups within the the, the faculties sitting underneath it. And then that allows you to then create a series of searches where you search just based on group category, but you can also search based on um, uh, just those who are in groups in the arts faculty, you know, and you could just look at the leaders within groups in the art faculty, you know, that kind of stuff. You can begin to then, uh, and then as, as soon as you search based on any of those things, you can then communicate just to that group of people, you know, and so you get then these advantages of it creates multiplying, mailing lists and all that kind of stuff. So that's um, that's how we approach uh, faculty groups. Um how we approach supporters um, and churches. Um, just a couple of quick notes on that. There are, um, you know, there's there's everyone who supports the ministry, but then there are supporters who support different members of staff and that can be helpful at a glance to see where, where people are pegged to from time to time. And, and if if staff choose to communicate with people through Elvanto rather than their own separate mailing lists, then, um, then again you can create a search based on that. Now, I've set that up rather than through departments just using demographic. Um, that, and it's just really choosing a pre-existing structure within Elvanto rather than creating a whole new field. Um, I've used a pre-existing structure, just added to it, and, and said, you know, there's, there's individual staff supporters, there's general ministry supporters, there's supporters who don't want to receive printed material. Uh, no, no, that's a separate thing entirely. Uh, uh, sorry, there's, and then there's supporters for each individual staff member. A similar thing, I've used demographics for churches where there's, uh, there's a contact church, so one that we're wanting to communicate at, and then there's a partner church, those we have a strong working relationship with and doctrinal agreement with that we want to partner with. So we can communicate with all churches on our list or just with those in either of those two categories. Um, So I've just used demographics for that, and partly just because there's not much else that that needs to be done with. We could have just created separate fields entirely, um, but I chose in that context just to work with with a kind of a category and subcategory that's already there. Uh, There's no big genius behind that one. uh, what else can can we speak about? Well, maybe I could talk about some of the other fields we've created, some of the things we track. Again, a real you've got to be careful with creating too many fields because every field you create, you've got to figure out a way of getting that information and keeping it up to date. And so and there are ways of doing that, like sign-up forms for membership or um, we we add a fair few fields of information gleaning for registering for conferences, and that helps us, and we can import that stuff into Elvanto, but... Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, you've got to be aware of that. But um, some of the categories that we've created are graduating date and we try and get that updated regularly through things like sign-up forms. That's one of the ones we do try and chase. Um, we've um, we've got residence, whether it's private accommodation or one of the residential halls. That's, that's a new field. You can go into settings, um, sorry, into people, people categories. That's so weird the way these things are hidden where they are. And then you go into a people category and you can then add new fields in a people category. It's such a complex system, but that is what it is. So in order to edit a new field, you've got to go to people categories, choose a people category, and then add a field. (laughs) It's bonkers. Um, uh, We have home church, like kind of where they grew up, as well as their Hobart church, so the church they go to during semester. Graduating date, I've already said university start date. Um, We do have categories for degree and postgraduate degree, but like that, Data is so patchy, you know, so I'm not sure, sure really if it's that worth it. Uh, we we have student society details, so first society membership and most recent society membership, and the reason we record both of those is it enables us to search on those things, so we can track who are who are members for the first time, um, who are historic members from different years, as well as who are members this year. So we can track those two things. Student number, obviously we record. Uh, we record working with. Vulnerable people card number and expiry date, work health and safety and privacy training, dates when those things were conducted. But that's a nightmare to keep that up to date. So we haven't been too too diligent with that either. Um, yeah, and then we, we have created people... Ca- there, there are some things that you you ask someone when they fill out a form, but then you want to know that information later. And it's a real headache if... Either you just get them to fill out a form, and and in Elvanto, it's possible to create a form category that only exists in Formland. So you ask someone, "I'd like to find out more about the Christian Union," and they say yes. Or um, I'd also like to find out about your group for mature age students or your group for postgraduates, and they say yes. But if you're not careful, that form will just that, that information will just be form information. And so the only way you can access it is by going back to the form where they filled it out. It doesn't kind of go across into their profile. So that's why I suggest for things that you'll want to search on later, you know, you get a whole hundreds of people filling out a form in O-Week and then you want to search for everybody who said they'd like to find out more about the postgraduate ministry. You should create that as a people field under people, categories, people, that, people categories, and then edit a, a category, and then put that in the form so that then you can search. I mean, that's, that's, again, an annoying thing about Elvanto, but it is what it is. I hope that makes sense. Uh, mom, uh, uh, under, I mean, well, I mentioned departments before we use that for faculty stuff. We also do use it in order to be able to pull up a quick report on who's taking on which role. So all the different roles um, in in the ministry, and I, I don't know whether this is worth doing within Elvanto. Actually, like it is nice to be able to generate the, 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 the report from it and, and, and stuff, but it's the thing is that those things chop and change within. Like Elvanto isn't good at keeping a historical record of those of roles. You know, it it only keeps the roles because they've mainly designed it to to manage rostering and reporting. Live, do you know what I mean? And so, if you want archival, searchable information historically, it's not very good at that anyway. Um, and so, you do need to print out a snapshot each year of who, you know what I mean. That stuff it ends up living separately from Elvanto anyway. Um, so is it worth mucking around with the data entry within or, the, you know, you've got to navigate to the spot and type the thing in and click save and then it loads and it's saved and then you find the next person, you go to the spot and you, I don't know. But at the moment anyway, we do have roles within departments for the different team roles within our teams like um, band leader or sound a stage manager for our events or um, evangelistic course leader or small group leader or um, president, vice president, treasurer. These things are recorded within, uh, you know, we've created departments for these different things and department roles for each of these things. I don't know if it's how, you, you know, this it, it is nice. You can print out every student leader and see... You know, see their name and their contact details and their role and, and stuff. I mean, it's kind of nice, but uh, that could just as easily be done separately, entirely within, um, I don't know, um, like just an Excel spreadsheet. So, which is again, that the principle there is important, isn't it? That you go, um, only use this tool if it's the best way, best thing. Don't, and not everything has to be in Elvanto if it, if it doesn't really serve a great function. Um, worth bearing in mind um a quick comment on rosters the roster stuff here assumes weekly church a lot of people doing a lot of jobs but every week you know and needing to know every week um there's not a whole lot of jobs that go into running regular christian union events um and it doesn't necessarily pay off to bother plugging that into a rostering system and reminder system within um within this, it's just as easy, I think, at the moment for us to do that planning outside of Elvanto, with the exception of O-Week, and sometimes we've done it around certain aspects of media conference. So when we've got a much more complex machine with lots of places, lots of roles, lots of moving parts, lots of times, and lots of reminders, well, in that situation, the rostering with its email reminder system and its visual display of timetabling functions are really helpful. So we have set up quite a complex pattern for our O-Week mission Um, and it it takes a bit of tweaking actually to make um, the roster system which is designed for Sunday, 90 minutes with a rehearsal for the band before, to turn that into something that runs across a whole day and multiple sites on campus and then across a whole week. You've got to muck around with it a little bit, and I think we've come up with a pretty good structure for that. So if you want to hear more about that, you can um, contact New Front Door and, you, and that, you can get in touch with me that way and, um, and find out about... Um, yeah, or find um, you know, the Elvanto for Campus Ministry Facebook um, group and, and ask in there, but we can share with you a bit more how we've set that up and tweaked that uh, in a way that also can work for something like a media conference too. Um, I'm almost done for this for now. Um, I mean, there's so much bits and pieces we could talk about, but one more thing, let me talk about people flows. Uh, There's separate um, podcast episodes that New Front Door has put out about the best way to use um, people flows in general, Um, but let me just speak to which ones we've created. Um, We've got one for considering MTS, one for newcomers, one for non-Christians, one for the student leadership appointment process, and one for members moving from kind of regulars to committed and engaged members. So, non Christians, newcomers, engaged members, we call that locking in um, student leadership and considering MTS. We could also have one for uh, supporters, perhaps, um, graduating students. You know, there's a few others we could have. But at this stage, those ones, we don't feel a need to track through people flows. Like that it works well enough to just because we're only we've got systems and events and regular emails that kinda of catch that stuff, there's not enough of a complexity of multiple people checking off multiple action points that's needed. Um, so people flows are best when it's having to track multiple people at multiple phases and acting on something and then triggering to chase them up. So you could use people flows for support raising actually. You could set that up, that you know that process of asking them once, following up the ask, following up the ask again, following up the ask a final time, and then if they say yes, then making sure they connect with that and then following them up a year later. So you could actually use your communications and manage your support-raising communications through a people flow in Elvanto, actually, and then you'd have automated emails written for you and all that kind of stuff. You could. We just haven't done that. And, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, but but as I say, you could. Um So the newcomers, one, um, we track people from making contact even before they come on campus, say through high school or through a web form or or something like that, to then whether or not they attend our pre-semester events, then following them up towards the start of semester to see if they'll actually join us or not. And we follow them up a couple of times before we give up on those those leads. Then there's people we meet at events and might need to try and follow them up to get contact details. That might take a little bit. You know, you see Angie, friend of Tom, and it might be a few weeks before they actually fill out a form. Um, Then there's people who do fill out a form at an event or formally sign up at a contact table um, or on the website. And then we follow them up chase them up a few times to see if they'd like to meet personally for coffee or not, Um, then see if they can plug into a small group and attend one of our public meetings and that kind of stuff. So that's the newcomer's thing. Out of that, if they're not a Christian, we might plug them across into the um, evangelistic non-Christian people flow, which is the invite them, <laughs> uh, whether they come once to an evangelistic course, whether they come multiple times, whether they complete it, whether they we have the kind of conversion conversation, whether they get baptised, whether they attend public, you know, that kind of process, whether they attend the follow-up course um, or the locking in one. That's really the way that cycling across a year, you help to see whether people come to your key going deeper events, you know, your conference events or your training events or your community events or your media conference or your NTE, you know, things that are the marks of going from a person who comes to a few of the public events or small groups to the person who really gets involved. That's what we track there. And often out of that list, you know, the combination of people in that people flow and people who've come regularly to small groups, that's often the people from which we glean um, who to consider for leadership and things like that. Our student leadership one is quite complex because it involves getting letters of recommendation from uh, leaders at their church and working with children's checks and photos and bios for executive committee members and um, uh, that kind of process. That's quite an elaborate one that also has some really useful automated emails. And that's one of the great things as well with PeopleFlows is the automated emails. Um, considering MTS, I guess, really just tracks who is coming to our challenge conference, who is coming to our kind of in-house, considering MTS events, then the process of who gets sent an MTS form, who fills it out, who gets interviewed, who goes to college, who you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're tracking that process of inviting people to things through to them doing an apprenticeship, through to them maybe going to college, through to them maybe, who knows, coming back and working on campus, you know, 10 years later. <laughs> Um, so that's the people flows, and as we say in our other podcast stuff on people flows, you've got to realise that the people flows are both about getting jobs done and recording what's happened. A lot of a lot of stuff people create separate fields and groups and people categories for in Elvanto. You don't need to because the people flow itself. You search for someone who is at X point in a people flow or has committed completed that step in the people flow this year, and that gives you the list of newcomers for this year or the list of um, come back a couple of times this year. You don't need a separate group to put people in who are in these categories. The people flow itself tells you um, who are in those categories. So, so that's where using these tools smart really helps is where using things that you're already using, group attendance reporting, people flows, things like that, actually help you then group and categorise and minister to people in additional ways so that you're not just multiplying fields and multiplying checkboxes and so on and so forth. Ooh, there you go I hope that's some help I mean, there's so much more that could be said um, and how, some of the reports we use and how we interact with it we can share that uh, again as I say this is not the only way to do it but it's a way of thinking about it that hopefully that's helpful to you and again please don't hesitate to get in touch with New Front Door uh, or go to the El Vanto for Campus Ministry Facebook group where you can get a lot more information about these things alright God bless podcast is brought to you by New Front Door, the Church IT Guild. New Front Door exists to help churches and Christian ministries to use IT tools to support IT volunteers to love people and proclaim the gospel more deeply, efficiently, and effectively. For more information, visit newfrontdoor.org.